live from the march away from the match, TFC. it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the most intimidating wall of noise west of the East End, the Vocal Minority Podcast. On this week's show, Houston, we have something something. D-Roagogo at a Poe halftime show. The future home of the Argos now with 70% more upstairs. V-Cup insertions and a trip away to visit the Wahlberg-infested wilds of New England. Guiding you up the stairs of this revolutionary new show are your VMP panel, Usherette with the Moses, Kristen Knowles. Hello, hello. Overzealous security officer, Mark Hinckley. <laughs> I've got almost 10,000 new puns. Smiling customer service rep, Duncan oh, Fletcher. Yes. That's me. <laughs> and I'm your host, Tunnel Club Mopper, Tony Walsh. Well, that was different, you could say, about the architecture. (laughs) After waiting longer than ever for a home match at BMO Field, TFC welcomed their largest attendance ever by dropping a steaming pile on them for 80% of the match. I'm sure our thoughts of the uh, tactical side of this match are all pretty similar, but uh, how do we feel emotionally being back there with the bigger stadium, more fans? What was your feeling while you were... Amidst it all, do you want like a minute by minute progression? No, of no, my just feelings? just in general. Because I was really yeah, excited you can, you can to graph, start the sure, game. graph it. Go ahead. But well, yeah, the graph is just a steady. Well, no, there is I one some, sharp. I, per, I prefer an audio Zen diagram if you uh, could provide that. I, I, I left can, my xylophone. At home. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> you're supposed to bring that for me. Uh, you know, I was I was so excited for this game. I we all were. I think it was six plus months since we've seen the stupid team and I guess I will call they them are stupid. stupid. <laughs> exactly. I would be more offended by the use of the word team, but... Eh. No, 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 no. They're still a team. Uh, they're, you know, not a very good one, but they're still a team. Um, and then to see the stands mostly full, that was nice. I didn't ever think they would get to 30,000, but the fact that it was 20,000-ish, that was lovely. I, but yeah, just to see them fuck it up all over again by a brief, you know, broken up by that brief moment of joy with the goal and then the almost goal. Okay, man. And <laughs> then, yeah, just nothing. I just wanted to leave. It was mostly a march of sadness. Hmm. Again. I support that charity, hmm. the March of Sadness. March yeah. of Sadness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like their yeah, run. Yeah, buy a spear. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sluggish. But mm. <laughs> they're doing good Mostly things. through a tunnel. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's true. Um, aside from the fact that the phase isn't even close to being finished, as per the giant fence and <laughs> walking a block extra around, not that that's a really a big deal, but it's it's just still like, how far do I have to go? Like, I just want to get to my damn seat. Um, it's an impressive stand. It really is. Even empty, it's like, wow, that, that's that's ours now. Look at that. Look at that thing. Glad I don't sit up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I did that once, never again. Um yeah, it's definitely more so than this club will ever deserve or require. Uh, um, I, as uh, I'd like to nitpick about one little thing, and this is coming from a graphic designer point of view. 
the next font on the new scoreboard. Um, everybody with, uh, except uh, people with an eye for detail could have spotted not to use such small type so when bad. putting up, say, I don't know, the numbers to the 50-50 draw. We are as far from that thing as you can get in the stadium without having an airplane. And <laughs> it was barely legible. So, because um, so, I know some of you heads in that office listen to this drivel. Can you tell them to just go for the wide font for the small? That would be wonderful. Thanks. I like reading. That is the most unexpected critique yeah, I have of this match. However, oh, no, 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 no. they made such a big deal about that board, this, the new HD board. It's, no, you know what? It's not even I imagine the people on the it's, Gardner could read those, uh, those uh, 50-50 numbers perfect. Probably. They were closer. got nothing on the, the Loomis Ooh. sign at all. They were so. totally closer than we were. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I can't wait till it's finished next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will definitely be better once once the canopy is there. Um, I enjoyed the the new entrance at uh, the southwest corner. That's right where I'm coming from, right where I'm going to. So that's very handy. Um, yeah, then you know the new stand. It's big. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if you're one of the Bay Street corporate entertainment types, this is a massive improvement for you. Uh, you know, for the plebs in the stand, not so much. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, I the the start of the game it was good. There was you know, excitement there. The uh, like the anthem and like the actual the player intros. They actually went back to actually shouting the players' names, which they haven't really done in years. So there was, there was no one there to shout usually. <laughs> yeah. hey, there was actually that enthusiasm and everything. So you know, that was nice. We will see uh, exactly how that uh, pans out. Like a couple of weeks for the Portland game. See how many people come back for that. But. Yeah. We didn't get flags to wave, though. Mm. No, no. Well, we're in the, that's we're true. In the we're, South. Oh, yeah, right. we're, we're, we're supposed to have our own flag. We're supposed to bring the metaphorical flag. Well, our TFO didn't quite make it into the stand, but mm-hmm. we're waiting for a better offer next time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it it didn't matter how many people were there. After the first you know, rush of excitement, hey, we're back, it was such a disheartening match that mm-hmm. I, I was... I was struggling. Back yeah, I was years. struggling. Yeah. Really was. I, I, I think it encapsulated itself for me when it was raining in the second half, and Rachel Bonetta and the digital MLS digital team showed up, and it was just like looking, and I was like, the match really is an afterthought here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This nothing, game was very much nothing about, about what's going on. I don't know if it's going to be restricted to this match. In general, I, I know it's always been that way. It's been that way for a long time with TFC and MLSC, but. It just felt like everything else, like the match seemed like to be so low on the list of priorities. It was like soccer as a product and how we make the most of squeezing the product, you know, out of this day, especially. I don't know, I just, it just left me with a, I felt lower there yesterday by the end of the match than I have in a long time. Well, October, mm-hmm. but that's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it feels like forever. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. So those Argos sure are lucky. Tim Lewicki's legacy uh, looks like a high-end stadium for the Calgary Stampeders, Ooh, as we talked. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, Is there room for the horse? So, uh, it's important. You know, I'm sure they'll put it in the The concourse seats. behind us yeah. looks like it was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good, yeah, a good grazing oh, area. Yeah. 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 It'll be fine. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. the uh, stadium is being uh, branded as revolutionary. Mm. It's going to change MLS again. again. It is. What this is good. It's going to change the league. Anything, yes. anything, yes. We're going to change anything, the you, league. We touched on it briefly just the then, league. but anything revolutionary to you 
about this uh, stadium that is uh, a big... It was a slightly bigger stadium. A slightly I'm bigger sure. CFL stadium. You know, they, they're figuring <laughs> out before. a lot of money from the, the suites and the clubs and everything. I, but, yeah, it's... I'm sure once it's done... It's a stadium. I don't know. I, actually, I walked through the now-covered, like... Uh, bottom level oh right you know which is now under the new he says it, it, it looks shanty townish it was kind of dark and <laughs> people like leaping yeah. out at you hey you hey mister yeah, what was it it was very Bring dark and dank down there i mean i don't really care about concourse stuff really is because i don't spend unlike lots of people we don't yeah. spend the whole most of the match on the concourse but most um, of us don't spend any money hardly any money there either yeah. so i'm curious about the yeah. new kitchens mm-hmm. Most well, yeah, most of the time, it, it, hardly it, it, any, not it's any. Not, it's not like you're going yeah. and having like a full meal and yeah. then going for a full meal at halftime. Dunk a beer is a beer, whatever. Mm-hmm. As I said to Duncan on Twitter, I've had a problem. As I said to Duncan on Twitter uh, earlier this week, the only thing revolutionary about it is that it's going to look like New England Revolution's turf next year. Mm. Hey. Hey. Oh. I, I did add hey and O. Oh you did. You did. Hey sure. to the O. Oh. Yeah. The one thing that I find that uh, that is part of this revolution that doesn't seem to get used enough is is no i was gonna say rivers but it's a stream what's a stream revenue streams that's it (laughs) there's a whole Mm. bunch of new revenue streams that the league has never thought possible Mm. because they don't have markets this gullible so uh yeah that's the revolution they just don't want to tell us about it because it would just piss us off so not prince and the revolution (sighs) who may be appearing eventually in a summer concert series at new Mm. at this point well, when Minnesota United get in the league, you know, you can <laughs> come with them. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the revolution really is, you know, oh, it's going to bring in a whole bunch of extra money that we can spend on, say, the, the, the MLS's shittiest team. And, you know, we just see exactly how much can we spend on a team without making the playoffs ever. Uh, oh, so it's like, maybe it's like a secret bet. Mm. Well, hey, this, guys, but, but the funny thing is, we can put over the their heads is, this year. The funny thing is, this excuse is being put out. Oh, you want good players? You have to expand the stadium and make more money. Because, no. yeah, you know what? Give me a modest stadium with just the football team in it with uh, an MLS playoff squad. Yeah. A yes. la Columbus. You know, yeah. Yeah. Give a, us a la MLS many of the other... savvy management. Yeah. Exactly. That, rather than Buys. just giving massive amounts of money for the this in circus to waste mm. on super expensive players to maybe drag them up to the level of almost average. Mm. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh... One circus sideshow out of the uh, BMO reopening was the very forceful request, apparently, from Tim Lewicki uh, for a group of fr- fans to remove their No Argos at BMO banner in exchange, apparently. Not, uh, now we're hearing, not officially in exchange for beers after. That just happened to happen. He owed them one. Yeah. And but, that just happened to be it. But, but I can't imagine what they're going to get, you know, not the beer, but, you know, the thing that, that the one that it is. Yeah, but my, my only question about this is... Tim Lewicki's been going on so much to the media when, during the opening that the that TFC will be the first, second, and third priority at the stadium. The Argos, if they come, yeah, if, keep will be the fourth is. fourth in line. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. We don't even want them. No. Oh. no. I would want to take a stadium demo part of it for the fourth most important thing. So mm. if this stadium is 75% priority TFC, why would a little banner in fabric matter to this man? Are they that easily well, insulted? Well, negotiations are probably going on as we speak. And, and the banner would make a difference? <laughs> well, Tony, this was, you know, this was all about... Rayleigh will say, I saw that banner, and you, sir, are dealing with a bunch of rapscallions that I will not do business with. Ne'er-do-wells, the loss Good of the... night. That's this was... Have you even heard him? That's crazy. Any, uh. This was all about, you know, not besmirching 
the uh, pristine facade of the brand new revolutionary BMO mm-hmm. or MLSE's reputation through a national broadcast to the States. ESPN was broadcasting this game. This was very much about don't make us look bad in mm-hmm. the slightest. We are trying to put on That's true, our all best those, face. Because yes. all those fans down in Texas would be like, why don't they want Greek mythology at, <laughs> at Bimo Field? I wouldn't want to see Illiterates. All, all the people watching on Sky Sports in England would say, what have you got against furniture stores? <laughs> <laughs> I like catalog shopping. Yeah, catalog shopping's <laughs> wonderful. They have one in their stadium? How convenient. <laughs> It's their free delivery. We want brick and mortar. Brick and mortar shops. No Argos at B1. Where am I going to get my support? But yeah, like, but yeah I, I guess it was all supposed to be the image was, you know, oh, they got the fancy new stadium and it's full of super excited fans. Exactly, and super excited and supporter groups. Everyone's all really super grateful that we got this fancy new stadium that we nowhere did we need. But yeah. yeah. Like, what's awesome is that they're going to keep using all the imagery and eventually they're of course I mean they they're are. gonna but what's awesome they already were some, today no but at some yeah. point in time we're going to we're going to be able to point out hey that was from three years ago hey that was from two years ago hey that was from six years ago because if you want raw enthusiasm uh, it only takes 11 guys it only takes 11 guys and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than building an entire new deck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the other thing about that, you're talking about like the, the beer was sort of secondary nature. And there's been a lot of chatter about, you know, is this about censorship from the wiki and the club? Is this about the a supporters group giving in too easily, not thinking the whole process through? Should they have waited and put the banner up after the anthems? You have to have your banners vetted, but there's always a way. But the beer thing, and I, and I understand, they're like, oh, well, you know. He offered us some free beer after the game. It was totally like secondary. There was no original trade-off. My question is, is why would you want to go have beer with this man right now? I, I don't mm. care if he's the one you've been talking to or negotiating with all this time. Isn't there something in you that says, I'm really angry at you right now. I don't want to be seen with you. I don't want your I don't want your blood beer, basically. I don't know. Is that just me? Am I being no, too well, I, I want, about it? I wouldn't think to speak for somebody else and what they're... No, and neither would I, were. but... But my only thing about it is... Who fucking cares what Lewicki thinks? He's going to be gone in two months. You're going to be dealing with someone else. And guess what? That could be someone who's very close to CFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this man only... His, his pro- much like his promises of how good BMO Field is going to be for TFC in the future are meaningless. They're not worth the paper they were printed on this week. Because he's gone. God knows who's coming in next. Yeah. They might have a totally different view of TFC's place in the world, let alone in the stadium. What Lewicki thinks now won't matter a lick in a few months and you know there's no proof that mlse at the board level has any nous for the sport any you know idea of its interest intricacies and what we want from going the, the quote-unquote soccer experience so yeah like you know bowing down to anything lewicki wants like, tell him to go jump he already is anyway i just think it's funny that you know, somebody spent a significant amount of time making this banner. Let's assume that it's it was one person. Let's assume it was five people. It doesn't matter. That was hours worth of work mm-hmm. for beer. Like I could help yeah. you guys. Like you guys could come help me move, and I give you beer, and it's a hell of a lot more arduous, laborious, sweaty, gross, and a longer day for beer. 
Mm-hmm. And I hate being offered beer and pizza to help people move. <laughs> <laughs> I would be uh, furious if I was one of the people who made it. Never mind, never mind the the group as a whole. Never mind whoever the representative has said, yeah, take it down. If I was one of the people who put in the work, I would be raging at this at the group that I apparently belong to. I I, I put in my time, my money, my effort to make this message a clear message that is a sentiment amongst a lot of fans, in the, at least in the South Stands. Mm-hmm. Take it down. Okay. What the fuck? Goodness. Why was I like? I, well, I'm sure it was. There was probably not given a lot of choice. I no, guess. I mean, no, they, no, they were. I, there was I think Lewicki made it pretty clear with a show of force that this wasn't going to happen. Oh yeah, and, 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 and they'd probably principle. be and they'd probably be out. But no, it that's wasn't a like lot. they were it's tweeting happily ask. about it. They were they were obviously very upset. They I saw I saw lots of. This is what Lewicki's made us do. We've had to pull this down. He's come down from his fancy suite with six security and BMO and cops, field staff yeah. and yeah. whatever and forced us to do this. So clearly, they're not going to say no. I absolutely get that. Don't get thrown out. Don't get banned from the stadium. Don't get arrested. It's just the aftermath of it. Is Some of it is just choosing your words wisely. All I will, mm. all I will hope from anyone involved with it is... A higher level of suspicion? You know, just take that experience and know that everything else he's told you is equally full of horseshit. Yeah. yeah every meeting mm-hmm. you guys yeah. take, in like any supporters group takes, you're just getting further, further in, de- in in bed with them, and the autonomy you have becomes less, less and less impactful. They are gonna say and do anything to look good in the press and on TV. They don't give a fuck about our experience. Yeah. As long, as long, the cheap seats. Yeah, especially. Yeah, exactly. We're we're a nuisance for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, they would love to jack those tickets yeah. up by oh, double. Mm-hmm. And they probably could if it wasn't for the fact that... The team sucks. Mm-hmm. The team sucks, and, and the people who are in there are the ones who've been there, not from day one, but largely have been there through a lot of crap. To be fair, to look at a, another way, which I don't think this is the case at all, but really this, this has been a, a sort of marketing genius thing from the, the supporters group, because... Who was really going to pay attention to that? Like, oh, yeah, they got a no argus a BMO sign. As it is, yeah, this controversy being talked about on Twitter all day, on like the Fan Five Ninety or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? It's this Tifo has got more, more recognition yeah, than any other. Someone's one already tweeted a picture of the little article in the Sun about it. It got a separate sidebar for it. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, look, yeah, publicity. Yeah. We take it all back. You're brilliant yeah, geniuses. In that case, <laughs> Good marketing, good genius. On you guys. That was. It, I know because un- unintended consequences or benefits, shall we say? Well done. All right, mm-hmm. let's well, pull it away from the sideshows and yes. uh, take a look at the uh, wonder <laughs> on the pitch. <laughs> the real circus. Yeah. Let's go to the real circus. Yes. So it was another week and another lesson from the student of the game himself, Greg mm. Vanny. Well, let's take a quick look at our far from favorite amateur Benzware model and his tactics in Vanny Tactics. So same lineup, pretty much from the last two MLS fixtures, mm-hmm. uh, but with a much different showing. So what happened? It was it Vanny's flawed strategy of trying to soak up the pressure and then hopefully hit on a counterattack led by his two DPs, or or were the results against Philadelphia and Orlando against teams that are that much under TFC and Houston is mm-hmm. at their level? And sorry, this is as good as TFC actually is. Or Houston is coming back. They're slowly coming back to the, what they should be their level because they've been playing really poorly for the most part this season, although... They're a poor team. They're a poor team. Mm. However, they have... 
don't know, they have obviously they have players that can hurt you fairly easily. Um, I, I feel some of it was an assumption that maybe they could get away with, I don't know, something like not paying attention to 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 Giles Barnes or to half of the Dynamo team. I don't know. It just they were they were so flat. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, it's one of the flatter performances we've seen from them this season. I mean, I think a lot of it is like Houston, exactly what they did. I mean, this is maybe just the difference. All right, Greg Vanny, you're not going to go going up against Adrian Heath, who this is the highest he's been in management, or Jim Curtin, this is the highest he's been in management. Now you're going against a guy who's been, you know, in the English Premier League and Championship kind of around that level for eight years or so. He's taken a look at what you've done for the last two games and he's figured out, hmm, all right. And so Houston has kind of fully clogged up the middle, stopped us being able to sort of break away and get the ball to Javinko and Altidore easily. And then, yeah, yo, go ahead, go down the flanks. And hey, we got Findlay and Jackson for that. And that's not really a threat, is it? Um, so I think, you know, that's part of it. But yeah, I think, again, part of it is, like we were saying last week, yeah, this will do well against a certain level of team, but against the good teams, it, it's we're going to need more. And yeah, apparently Houston is the level of team where this is good against, which is kind of scary because Houston are that great. Yeah, they're low to middling. Yeah, well, and they're if, the second if this worst team can, in the West. Yeah, and they're an average MLS yes. team. We've you know, yeah, hmm. and yeah, what that says about us right now, I don't know. Vanny's yes. such a. He's such an odd character. He's unlike any manager we've had here before in that he so succinctly breaks down everything that went wrong in the Mm. match, post-match, and then completely fails to fix it for the next one. Yeah. It's so great that you can recognize the problems. Good on you. I mean, people keep saying that. I mean, I think like uh, Nick Sabetti in Montreal Mm -hmm. was saying, oh, Nick Vanny really speaks really well. He's very articulate, can really break down a game. But, okay, why can he not figure out what's going wrong and fix it during the game or for the next game? He's busy writing notes. (laughs) It's, yeah, yeah, I have very little faith that he actually knows how to fix these problems or motivate a team or whatever it might be that would actually be making you know a good manager rather than just a good observer it's hard to read try to read the face of a person when you know they're shown on camera or whatever on the sidelines but he doesn't exactly fill you with confidence when there's a cutaway at 2-0 and he's just sort of there you're you look at him and you're like mm, what's he thinking of doing next because i can't see it coming mm. I will say, as a, a critique of the way he managed the game, not as, sorry, let me try that all again. I will say as a critique of how he managed the game, not in terms of the original lineup, but in terms of his subs. What the hell? I don't understand his process in that. I, I, I think he waited far too long, and I think mm. he reacted out of order. Like I think there was an opportunity to not bring on Colin I think, Warner. I think the club needs. I think Colin Warner was more about it's not, oh, we're going to attack through Colin Warner. It's yeah. Colin Warner will be here, which will enable other people to attack more. But yeah, still. But it's, that clearly yeah. didn't happen. I think, so. he, I think he needed mm. an impact sub probably at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that uh, would have made. Considering the way things were going. However, what impact things he has on his bench right now mm. are kind of. Yeah, mm. really, what does he have? I would I not. Like Osorio did well. Yes, Osorio. Yeah, 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 Osorio. Yeah. yeah. Like a, I mean, but, but I actually you know, would have but, liked to see Osorio come on sooner. But not yet. Yeah, nine out of ten supporters who follow this team would like to see Osorio start over Robbie Finley. 
that, mm. but that continuously isn't happening. Tony, I'd like to see you start over Robbie Finley. Thank you, sir. No problem. <laughs> I've been working on my keepy uppies. That's true. I've seen them. Those, and I've seen Duncan's video. You've seen Duncan's video? not even. There's uh-huh. nothing there, and it looks like a pro. I was yeah. a holding midfielder. We don't need another one of those. That's true. We have too many as it is. <laughs> Which? Where am I going to play? <laughs> Sweeper midfielder. So stop being so goddamn negative, you lot. No. Give me your man of the match. <laughs> Kanaka. I mean that actually quite sincerely. All right, that's okay. I went with I, Kanaka too for yeah. giving one hell of a try. Yeah, yeah, I, really? I think that's fair. I mean, played pretty well. He saved mm-hmm. the penalty. Yeah, yeah. No made one cleaned it saves. up. Yeah, mid saved a penalty. Almost scored Nearly that goal. Got a goal. Yeah, he did yeah. kind of mess that up. He said, "Oh, that was just right there for him, right on his head, <laughs> and, and oh. right into the turf." <laughs> yeah. like, no. but still, it's just, just for being Honestly, there and going for it and nearly getting it right. Yeah. For trajectory's sake, it wasn't that far from going yeah. in, at, even with the miss. He's just so mm. tall. He popped the goalie. He just couldn't get over the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> to think inches away from being a folk hero. Oh, forever. absolutely forever. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have cemented yeah. it. Yeah. That's wall of honor. You know, yeah. Right there. Yeah, I, I got. I put Kanapka as an honorable mention because he was one rebound and one header away from Player of the Year. Like, <laughs> never mind the match. Yeah. It's, that would have been you the, saved the penalty and scored a goal. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, I, I'm, Plus, I, I love Andrew Kanaka. Ima- imagine how many points he'd get for that in fantasy, whatever. Oh <laughs> wow. That, the one guy who picked him will be so pissed he left him on the bench. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I gave it to, uh, I gave it to Sheru. I, you know, he seemed to um, have the least flaws in his game overall, and that's, that's pretty much what he my missed was. that one like really good chance on a free kick yeah, right at the end of the first half. Yeah, fed to him the low, oh. the low yeah. cross. Uh, yeah, they just yeah. did a nice uh, little uh, move. And, piece, oh, yeah. yep, yeah, nice little move off the training ground, and yeah, he mm-hmm. skied it. Mm-hmm. That's true, but uh, I so I, no, Mac, no, no, <laughs> no, I've been where. Funny enough, there was uh, calls by uh, a newspaper columnist who we mentioned from time to time on the show that Sheru should be sitting. That they need better. In the holding midfielder position. Pardon me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that, that is one of the holes on the club that was into these. Excellent. Apparently, I'm behind on my reading. Are you this kidding is me? Presumably, the same newspaper columnist who was referring to TFC as off-season champions. Let's put it this way: uh, you wouldn't get his messages. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah presumably, yeah. Well, mm. okay. Twenty-five percent of this podcast. Wow. Is mm. <laughs> that's um. That's, that's asinine. That's, that's a bold call. That's insanity. Mm. I. I mean. I mean, given how much inflammatory material that that he produces, either officially or unofficially, for his job, yeah. that doesn't shock me. It wasn't so much did, that did he followed that up with a, "Oh, what the hell is Bezbachenko thinking? He's wasted a shitload mm. of money on this guy." Fire Bez. To be fair, no? it wasn't no. so much <laughs> Sheru is, is. It wasn't so much Sheru is not a good player. It was more Sheru isn't necessarily the player who can play next to Michael Bradley. Ah, well then, <laughs> of course, yes. Because it's Michael Bradley. Everything's yeah. working. Can we, because can we of do Michael go to the Bradley. match now? <laughs> I was gonna say, stop being so goddamn positive and give me your go to the match, Michael Bradley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, what a shit game. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't hate anybody enough for go to the match, but uh, oh no, I Bradley hated Bradley was Bradley yesterday. Bradley was by far and away the closest one to it. Mm. Yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen him play worse. I'd like to send my congratulations to Robbie Findlay for not being my go to the match <laughs> yeah. this week. Robbie Findlay played well defense. Oh, he, tried, I feel like he was one like of our better defenders. Three, yeah, yeah. Really I feel like three times in the first half, mm. I kind of noticed. Oh, well done, Robbie Findlay. Yeah, fucking useless going forward. There yeah, he is yeah. back here. He's yeah. like dribbling the ball. Mm. He actually beat a guy. Yeah, there was one time backwards. he kind of like dribbled right across the pitch. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it, nothing came of it, of course. I, but, you, you know, know. What, it's my bad. I should have given him, given him an eight, eight and a 
half at least for for his performance. <laughs> yeah. No. On the Robbie Finley scale. No. <laughs> Bradley like tried to play every single position as no. usual. He caused the penalty, caused the first goal. He was just nah. That's my assessment of yeah. Michael Bradley. And how many shots did he miss? I mean, he's again, yeah. he did Guzman the few. Yes. Not not, not like Sheru didn't do anywhere near the damage he did, so. Yeah. Not in that game, no. no. <laughs> Truth. As we're mm-hmm. as we're saying about Bradley, it's I think it's fair to say that a couple of weeks ago in Orlando, he may have had his best match as a TFC player. Yeah, and this is arguably maybe his worst or the most that right he did there. damage. You know, damage at his feet caused uh, much of this loss. I would mm-hmm. say definitely because I mean the penalty put them. Uh, they you know they sunk until they got the goal back. They were. They were almost a beaten team out there. Oh, yeah. They just collapsed in on themselves, and yeah. the stadium did as well, right? Yeah. He, sucked, he immediately sucked all the noise out of the stadium. Uh, so. I give it, Good. It was too loud. <laughs> give him slight credit, slight credit post-match for owning up to it. He did own that sure. he screwed up. So, you know, good on him being a, a real man and good all that. <laughs> but, um, you know, we said many times, Bradley's lack of a defined role seems to be the biggest problem with Michael Bradley. So... I mean, than the team. That's because, yeah, like, yeah, these well, of course, the because he's defining motif for the because team. Because they have decided that he's the fulcrum of this team. Everything yes. orbits around Michael Bradley. Yeah. But so you're orbiting around a guy who really has yet to establish what he does. So, and we've asked this before: Is this Michael Bradley being Michael Bradley, or is this an inept coaching staff unable to find that role for him or make him play that role? I think it's equal. I mean, clearly somebody gave him the keys to the club. And mm-hmm. the coaches whose responsibility to at least guide him or try to craft him into some form of like maybe you should just do this because this was working. They're just letting him wherever he you know do whatever he wants and go wherever he wants. I mean he's everywhere and for a dynamic player that's amazing. But dynamic isn't a word I'd use to describe him. You know <laughs> he, he if he wants to be a defensive midfielder be a defensive midfielder, holding, attacking, whatever. The just pick one. And I know this isn't Roma because. Uh, that would piss off Dom. But um, you can let your teammates do some of the lifting. You All you have to do is ask or tell them or just let them do it on their own. You don't have to be everywhere to everyone for everything forever and ever. Amen. Just pick a, pick a spot, hold it, and use it to your advantage. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's a force upon his own here. And until... They have a manager who has bigger balls than him. It's mm-hmm. not going to change. Mm-hmm. Daddy? <laughs> Man, well, yeah. Well, no, yeah. but... Yeah. Daddy has bigger balls yeah, than... Definitely. Yeah. Da- Daddy will yeah. I still, th- I still always have that, it, that out there that he could be parachuted in. Yeah. But, you know, guess what? In Rome or with the U.S. national team, that the Michael Bradley we have here doesn't exist. Yeah, because no, no because no one would on. allow that. Exactly, and yeah. we allow no. it to happen here. It's here, he plays like a player he made himself on FIFA. You know, when you make your own character, <laughs> yes. and you want to get and you want to get all the touches. Yeah, and that's and how he that's, plays. That's it, actually right? a really good analogy. Yeah. But like, at the, but at the same time too, like he knows that Rome, or he knew at Romo his place. He yeah. knows he's surrounded by guys who are very talented. Mm-hmm. In some cases, more talented than he is, and he's grateful and he's humble and he's willing to be a part of this team as long as they're willing to let him be a part of this team. U.S. national team, he grew up with a lot of these guys, so there's mutual respect right across the board. TFC, he is either by paycheck or by somebody saying it out loud, the big dog in the yard. Yeah. And that is wrong on so many levels. Well, I mean, the, the 
the connection, Rome and the U.S. national, whether Jurgen Klinsmann or whoever was managing Rome, they're respected more than yeah. Michael Bradley. They they come mm-hmm, to yeah. practice, they come to the match. No one's speaking over their heads, mm-hmm. and you can't see. Look at Greg Vanny and say Michael Bradley can't tell him what to do. Yeah, you fired Greg. <laughs> this is, this is Michael Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> but You're like, not my boss. Yes, I am. <laughs> it, and it's unfortunate because you know he gives good press about being committed to the team, wanting to do whatever it takes to make the the team successful and make the playoffs this year. And maybe he is taking too much of it on himself. I, yeah, I don't even. I don't even think he, that's fake. Even. Yeah, I don't. I think, I think he's, he's part of it. I think he really. I think he wants to win every single match. And that's the problem. But and I just think he just in wants... In his to, head, he feels like he, he has, has to yeah. do yeah. it all, yeah. But he just doesn't trust the rest of the team or whatever well, it is. It, like, mm-hmm. you, he, but he should trust a couple of those guys, at least, because you were talking about the U.S. men's national team. You know, he's playing with mm-hmm. some of his people, and he's got, you know, some decent talent to play with out there. It's not amazing talent, left, right, and center, but... I was just going to say, though, is he necessarily wrong? <laughs> when you look at that back line... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, going forward, yeah, yeah. but he he does play well for the most part with Altador and Jovinko. But he needs to stop. He needs but, to stop trying to score goals. That's not his thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it should sometimes it, it is, but generally not. But for the most part, mm-hmm. he takes way too many shots for yes. someone who is not naturally a goal scorer and is not intended to be the goal scorer. He's intended to be part of the attacking, or well, who knows? Who knows what he's intended to be? I think on this team, he should be part of, you know, the forward-going people, not the stay-at-home people. The forward-going people. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) I am part of the forward-going people. Sacred tribe of (laughs) forward-going people. Exactly. I am from a a long line of forward-going people. (laughs) He speaks truth. At Ford Motors. So part of uh, the match festivities that you likely didn't see was uh, a little halftime show. After not picking up his option, then being silent for months, the strange petering out of Dwayne Di Rosario's storied MLS career came to an official end on Sunday with what can only be called an afterthought of a presentation. Disappointing. Uh, in front of the halftime crowd streaming to the washroom slash concession stands, mm. the rock and roll PA announcer told those remaining that Di Rose's career was over. And that he's now a TFC community ambassador. Okay, then. So, <laughs> did you guys feel the passion of this heartfelt goodbye? I'm so angry. <laughs> so and pissed. I'm not even that big a fan of Dero, and you know this, and it makes me angry. Mm. that. Imagine how the Scarborites feel at this it's table. It's <laughs> such a wasted moment for someone who, quite frankly, given his contributions to the national team and to uh, MLS, deserve more. I think. And, and I know maybe Duncan doesn't agree with me, so I'm going to let him talk in a minute, but I... No, Duncan, you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> she will allow you I to talk in a moment. <laughs> I'm talk over you're you. You're on the clock. <laughs> but no, I was, I, you know, it was a blink and you miss it moment, and I think it was, I think it was, I think it was poorly, poorly done. And it shouldn't have been done yesterday. It should have been done yeah. in the Portland game. Mm-hmm. You're um, allowed to talk now, Duncan. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Choose your words carefully. <laughs> 
She is one of the forward-going people. She will no, be no. judging you, ancient ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I do kind of agree. I was very surprised that it was that small. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Di Rosario at all. I was expecting to absolutely and hate whatever they were going to do. So... So you did hate whatever they For goodness. I mean, it does seem... He was, he was buying a beer. It does, it does seem, <laughs> in a way, time. it's like, huh, okay, but that, that's all they're going to do? So, and then combine that with, I mean, we were mentioning, are they going to do anything for Ashton Morgan, getting to 100 caps? Nothing. Not even a mention. Is it, are they kind of moving down on their sort of extravagant, hypey promo things now? I mean, I would be okay with that. Is this a new sort of respect of, you know, it's that they're not going to be hyping everything massively? Because, you know, there's a couple of things there that they basically... Yeah, but those are football-related things you're talking about. Mm. D-Rose career, Morgan... Those are things you actually True. have to watch I mean, the matches the, the, the to know sponsoring about. The sponsoring shit, the sponsor yeah. things. Yeah. There was, was the whole soccer and flowers for mom, Duncan. Don't you forget that. And obviously, it's like the hype around the stadium and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it was just I was expecting a lot more. As it's been really selling tickets based on, hey, it's Dero, goodbye day. Come and show your appreciation to yeah. Dero, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if I was a part-timer, I'd go, I'd, that would drag me out to the park in a second. <laughs> I know, okay. you don't. We're not in the same category. In this I, he is a polarizing figure. Yeah, there were even there were even a smattering of booze, which is <laughs> yeah, which is um, which is a bit sad. Ignorant. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but you know, TFC have obviously forgiven him for any past indiscretions. So I just don't understand why, after such a protracted silence, such a sad, <laughs> quiet send off. You know, you can't argue he's one of Major League Soccer's all time greats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and on that, the league too. For allowing it. Dwayne that's, D. That's D. Listen, Dwayne D. Rosario is at least, at the very least, 50% of what Landon Donovan was to this league. Easily. Well, he's 50% value. Easy. They didn't give him 50% of the send-off. Yeah, I don't... They, they spent eight months saying, hashtag thanks, Lando. And then they sent out a tweet, yeah. Four times yeah, MLS champion. I feel champion. like there's quite yeah. a few things they've put up on the internet and that yeah. sort of oh, thing. Oh, on the internet, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. It also mm-hmm. all came out after a lot of people were like, hey, Don Garber, why aren't you thanking Dwayne Rosario for all his years' service? Mm-hmm. It, everything about this is just screams, you know, afterthought. We didn't really know what to do. Oh, okay, we'll yeah. just throw that yeah. into the thing. He's done, a, I think done. it's scarb racism. Mm. <laughs> it's a real thing. Mm. I was just going to say, you know, after all the things you see people going out there, oh, you know, it's like four-time MLS Cup winner, MLS this, this, blah, 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 you know. No one really put out there, yeah, missed the playoffs the last six seasons of his career. Look where he was. Yeah. A whole bunch of different places. <laughs> <laughs> most of them here. Yeah, most of them here. <laughs> you know, they I enjoy that stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have done a lot better than trotting him out in a golf shirt at halftime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm of the belief that he should have been on the Wall of Honor that afternoon if they were going to at least do this minimal of thing. No Wall of Honors. Destroy you know, they, the Wall they of Honor. They should have dedicated halftime to him for the legend that he is. And he is Dunk. I don't care. And F off with the latest hipster sport technology and bubble soccer. Like, get the get a few Tims out there. Say a few words. Trot out his family. Give Dero time to talk. Promote his projects. Talk about his new role. Unfurl his kid on the wall. And then, time permitting, give the, mon- give the man a lap of honor. I'm sure we could have all had the Scots Turf, Di Rosario, Bank of Montreal retirement announcement brought to you by Pizza Pizza and Monte Carlo Inns if it was about another sponsorship moment. But like many things, dealing with his time in Toronto, Di Rosario deserved better than that. And hopefully there's a time in the future where the club will can finally do something fucking right for once when it comes to a player's career. Monte Carlo Inns. 
That was your, for you. Your extramarital specialist. That was for you, Tony. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, they, they didn't even have a rep from the team. He barely even got on the pitch. Yeah. Did he get on the pitch? Oh, I don't know. He, he kind of like, bagged I don't know if he was allowed to. Uh, I know. Yeah, I got to go back into the tunnel club and shake hands now. Tim told me to. <laughs> yeah, not even, like, mm. like give the man up. Terrible framed photo. Yeah. Something. <laughs> a bronze boot. Holy Doesn't even crap. Have to be yeah, no, it was. That was. Uh, Take wh- the boot where he scored a hat trick for Toronto once. He probably played sense. one season too long, but I hate True. to see a guy's career like that peter out. Yeah. To, to that end. Agreed but, on both points. Mm. I mean, I. I was super excited when they re signed him only because I, you know, the D row of yeah. years gone by thinking just one more, one more year in the sun type thing and it never quite materialized he had fleeting moments in various games but it was never consistent enough and yeah it's it, he don't deserve to go out like that that's what it is like a true Scarberian <sighs> bring a gun <laughs> bastard um, I don't know. Tony was the one that's telling me about the gun thing in Scarborough that's a thing apparently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm from mm-hmm. Hamilton I don't know anything oh yeah you have no violence there none yeah none whatsoever well, it's, hey it's all physical it's violence all no guns all lead pipes yeah lead pipes and not the, a gun the dock can't workers. shoot a lead pipe Tony <laughs> forced asbestos no no that's Sarnia <laughs> I thought that was drumming everyone knows that When your only exposure to MLS is the rotten no good nicks known to you as TFC, you could be forgiven for ignoring the rest of the league. But here to tell you, no, the rest of the league is actually way more fun, is Duncan Fletcher with a look around M, L, and S in this week's Wins and Losses. Three, two, one, Duncan, you're live. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen and, yep. and Mark. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Was I, was I don't know, I just wasn't doing that right there. there. It's, like, it's like I'm the director and you can hear it. Uh, I don't know what happens. Is it supposed to be part of the show or should I be starting again? At, at, uh, uh, you um, can, it's probably whatever. best to start again at this point, isn't oh, it? Anyway, thank you, Kristen. Yep. Uh, it's astounding how people outside of MLS aren't paying attention to what's going on in Toronto. And wouldn't you know it, even on this grandest, most revolutionary of weekends, they still all stole a show with big and or entertaining games elsewhere. Those bastards. bastards. Yes. Can't believe it. I know. Where's the respect? No respect. No, none. None. <laughs> we have Captain America, TM. It's a good point. And look at this new stadium. I, why is no one paying attention? I know, because when I watch games, it's all... Wait a minute, I've got that other podcast. Never mind, go on. <laughs> How many times do we need to save this uh, league? I know, I know. Anyway. Uh, My back is getting sore from carrying it. <laughs> I'll start at the end of the week with the first ever installment of the New York Derby Classico Soccer Wars. Uh, as Catchy. New York City. Yes. That should be the name of it. Uh, TM. Uh, as New York City held their noses and made the trip into Jersey to play the Red Bulls, uh, some city fans got kicked off the path train for making too much noise, and uh, there were the expected TFOs, or 20 years late in a stadium short, all that sort of thing. Uh, on the pitch, it was pretty much all Red Bulls, despite playing with 10 men for most of the game. Bradley Wright Phillips got two goals, it ended 2-1. Uh, for New York City, David Villa said they're at rock bottom. Uh, crushing and frustrating were other words used by City players, while Jason Kreiss has been reduced to hoping that at some point a bounce or two will go our way. 
Uh, Red Bulls, though, they're feeling pretty good about things. Uh, here's Dax McCarthy. It felt like MLS Cup, to be honest. The only time I've ever seen Red Bull Arena like that was maybe the Arsenal game, which is a hell of a depressing Ouch. statement. Burn MLS. <laughs> they win a supporter shield. I'm fairly certain they clinched that at home. They had like, a playoff game like during the conference final last year. Sorry to break in. Mm. There was another fat hamburger yesterday. Oh. What? Yeah. Anyways, nice. go on. Um... What else have we got here? Yeah, still with Dax McCarty, I think. Uh, we, we tried to play down the rivalry aspect of it, but whenever a team comes and brings 2,000 fans and they're loud and you hear them, you always want to win and shut them up. You could feel it was a really big game and an important game. Hooray. Um, the best game in uh, Columbus. So the crew took down their old coach, Siggy Schmidt, in Seattle 3-2 in a back-and-forth game highlighted by a couple of very good goals from Clint Dempsey and Federico Higuain. Uh, staying with teams at the top of the East, DC United got a 1-1 tie with the Sparks. Their seventh game unbeaten, uh, both goals coming in the span of a minute at the end of the first half there. Uh, New England, meanwhile, went up 2-0 in uh, Orlando City on Friday night. Surely an easy win. Uh, no. Kyle Lowen and Aurelien Collin scored and uh, Orlando got a point. Revs boss Jay Heaps uh, went all Charles Dickens on this one. I thought it was some of our best stuff and some of our worst stuff. All in one. <laughs> which is the, that, that's the original line from uh, oh. Taylor Two Cities. Oh. Okay, yeah. they, they, re, they, they rewrote it in editing, but that's what Charles Dickens wrote. So yeah. Hollywood. Yes. I thought Dickens was writing about New York City FC. Mm. Yeah, you would think. Mm. Yeah. Adrian Heath, meanwhile, was uh, very bullish post-game. I still think we can make the playoffs in this league. We have now shown on more than one occasion that we can play with the best of them. Uh, he's probably right. We the playoffs as Orlando were the only team in the East's bottom six to get a point as the race for sixth continues to reluctantly crawl along. Uh, TFC lost, we know that. Montreal lost at home to Portland. Just 13,000 on hand. But uh, hey, Diego Valeri scored his first goal of the season, uh, curling one past Evan Bush from just inside the box, which is uh, good news for the Timbers. Uh, they ended up winning 2-1. Dominic Oduro also getting his uh, first of the season for Montreal. Uh, Philadelphia, after flirting with a possible return for Rice and Bowley, uh, quickly shot down by the surely soon-to-be-fired Jim Curtin, had another new goalie in Brian Sylvest. But uh, they put in another terrible performance and were easily beaten 3-0 in Four. Vancouver. They're, they're really approaching um, uh, Spinal Tap territory here with the, mm. with the drummers. I'm waiting for the spontaneous combustion <laughs> and the... Uh, hey, now, now I'm fourth on the pecking order, so <laughs> yep. I might be gone for a week. Excellent. Only a week. <laughs> then I get replaced. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you yeah. only get one yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll Absolutely. be like, see you suckers, and then I get my 200 bucks in obligatory bus ticket and come home. Nice. Yes. Uh, Chicago, they lost to uh, Real Salt Lake, who switched from a 4-3-3 they've struggled with this year. Not quite back to their old diamond, but uh, to a 4-1-3-2. Chicago still don't have even one tie this year. They're uh, 3-0 against Eastern teams, 0-5 against the West. Frank Yallop saying about the season, topsy-turvy. I'd use that phrase. We tied a ton of games last year. I'd have taken a tie today for sure. It's still in the making a little bit. We've not been dull, that's for sure. Ah, uh, thank God. Because that, that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. No as one wants as, dull. As, as long as you're not dull. Results. Oh, screw it. Yeah. Excitement. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I can't wait till they quantify it, too. <laughs> Off the stats. Uh-huh. Excitement. Excitement factor. Bonus the, point. Yes. Exactly. No stupider than Mylan. <laughs> mm. Grit. Uh, in other games, moving over to the West, San Jose took a lead into injury time in Colorado and came uh, very close to losing. 
James Riley equalised and then later hit the bow with headers from corners. That's now eight ties this season for the Rapids and 11 straight winless games at home, which is an MLS record, uh, which all appears to be doing Pablo Mastroeni's head in. Uh, he's saying, the stadium needs an exorcism, and then he's adding, I say cursed, but I believe that we are the captains of our ships, the masters of our souls, and I believe that we will find a way to navigate through this. But I don't know when, and that's the mysterious part. Was, We've endured a lot, but it's going to come. He's taken the pirate thing way <laughs> too far. Was his foot on top of, like one foot on top of something while wind was rushing through his luscious mustache? <laughs> I think was so. There, was there a parrot involved? Was somebody? Did somebody yell "cut" after he <laughs> said that? Because that's that's theatrical. They are the masters of their domain. Yes, we are the captain <laughs> of our ships. Yes, rapid. Captain of our ships. Cool. <laughs> Double. Yes, uh, Rapids captain Drew Moore is a lot less fun. Uh, I don't think the stadium <laughs> well, needs an exorcism. Bonus points. <laughs> I don't think the stadium needs an exorcism. We just need to be better on the field and start games better at home, which is a ridiculously dull and prosaic way of explaining yeah. things. Does he know nothing of hyperbole? Yeah, screw you, Drew Moore. <laughs> take a take a course. Yeah. Uh, finally, one of the biggest games in the West uh, saw Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas come from behind to beat the LA Galaxy 2-1. Yeah! You're uh, welcome. Uh, Mauro Diaz with a, a delightful play to scoop the ball over the defence for Blas Perez equaliser, uh, which is definitely worth a look, uh, before Tesho Akindele got the winner. Oscar Pereja described Diaz's last 15 minutes as great and unbelievable before finally settling on he was Mauro Diaz. Which, uh, you know, oh, that's yes, really yes. all you need to say, right? You, you, you can't deny that one. No, it's, no. Tr- it's true. If you, if you were to take that and break it down, all of its parts, you will find 100% accuracy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, it's a man of science. It's there. good, honest analysis that you, you just can't argue with. That's, the, that's, that's, that's what we bring at FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Mark. You're welcome. Well done. Um, including a nil-nil midweek in sexy Sunday, Utah. It's now 12 straight away games without a win for the Galaxy, and Bruce Arena's getting all droopy dog on himself again. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when a team plays that poorly on the road, they're not well coached. We blew a lot of points this week, and that's my responsibility. I have not done a good job with this team to get them tactically right at the end of games. Mark Hinkley with your best non-Yorkshire droopy dog. <laughs> I'm thinking next week we need to take his take his report and any quotes we have to read them. <laughs> we do a voice. <laughs> I think that I, I think you, you, you don't like all of the voices no, no, in Yorkshire. Your, your voices are great. Your voices are great. But the way you set them up, it's like oh. Could be like an improv exercise. <laughs> Best Droopy Dog. I was like, oh shit. Tony, you do Droopy Dog. <laughs> I did the last one, made it sound like Hulk. <laughs> it's fantastic. Go on. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> back to you, Kristen. That's it for wins and losses. <laughs> yes. Thanks a lot, Duncan. Everybody, it's Bitchy Blakes. Call of intimidation. <gasps> oh. 
Good day, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, the hashtag game that's good for footy fans from casual to chronic and ages 12 and up. Oh, the chronics. Casual to crack, did you say? Chronics. The, the chronics. Chronic. Okay. Yeah, like Dr. Dre. Sure. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. LAFC. Mm-hmm. All right, so last week's Bitchy Blank was the most annoying new feature at BMO Field this year will be blank. And before we get to this week's winner, gentlemen, what do you have for this blank? I was particularly miserable with this one. Excellent. I went with humans. Yeah, excellent. I will quantify this by saying we sit in the South End supporters section. Apologies to Essex. Yet, in the first 10 minutes, we had armies of children running back and forth yeah. to get concessions, and followed by an elderly couple who asked longtime season ticket holders when they will be sitting down. So, yes, humans. But I have no fears because, you know. They'll be gone. They'll, they'll, be, gone. they'll be gone by Wednesday. <laughs> they won't be coming back for that. Yeah, they, no. come, on, yeah, they come on Wednesday. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um, the most annoying new feature at BMO Field this year will be the 120 decibels of disappointing size after every conceded goal. More people equals more disappointment by volume. Nice. That's a pun because volume and quantity and volume and sound. Is that like a parsec joke? Layers. Yeah, it's terrible. Go mm-hmm. on. Um, I just kept it simple. Uh, the, the worst thing that this isn't really a, a new thing at all, but I'm just going to the team. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is shit is a laugh a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Mine, mine's not going to be much better. Do you want, so, uh, humans, you guys, the team. <laughs> do you want me to do mine over again? Because it was a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, was, it over again. It was, it was subtle. <laughs> they'll they'll get it after. Huh? <laughs> See? Volume. Oh, volume. It's getting, it's getting oh my better. God. It's getting uh, better. I hope hers is melancholy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, she wins. I know I need to get out of this thing. Mine's the uh, annoying security guard that couldn't understand why I had plastic baggies in my bag to protect my electronics. These aren't fun at all. These I are know. actually real. But I wanted to know, did he think that I was going to go in the stadium and have like a, was going to manufacture some Coke? I was going to, you know, parcel out an ounce of pot. Like, what was happening here? Yeah, I was just sm- like, there was zip- out the weed. <laughs> exactly. There were zip- <laughs> empty Ziploc bags. For Fuck God, What did you think was going to happen? Hey, everybody. It's Bitchy Facts. <laughs> Factsity facts. Facts, 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 facts. Wait till I tell you the winner. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and there you have the facts of ah! life. <laughs> facts of life. So this week's winner is uh, Ben Bromley at BRU Bromley on the Twitters. Our friend from DC. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Multinational podcast. Exactly. Monty, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the positive you take. That's right. We, 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 job, we, we cross all borders. We are the podcast for the people everywhere. Um, his, his response was, the most annoying new feature at BMO Field this year will be the physical manifestation of ennui and melancholy hanging over the stadium. Mm. I wonder how oh, it physically manifests itself. Um, he meant roof, didn't he? Canopy. Because that's how it would hang over us. Mm. I'm, picturing, I'm picturing the goop from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Coming the angry up, coming up yeah. through the pipes. Yeah. Uh, this week's bitchy blank is TFC fans will take blank in exchange for blindly cheering for the team. As always, please do send us your responses to us on the Twitters, either at our individual Twitter accounts or to the Volca Minority CA Twitter account using the hashtag bitchy blank. 
play as often as you like, but do get all those answers into us by 5 p.m. on Monday. Thank and you. make sure they're as hilarious all all ours were today. Honestly, like I know it's a big, big high bar that we set, guys, but you can do it. We have faith in you. The Voyagers, the Voyagers, the Voyagers. Yes, the artist formerly known as Nutcan is in full swing, and TFC are back to treating it with the respect they give their supporters. (laughs) Good laugh. Last week, Vanny trotted out a lineup that the 1995 Toronto Lynx called pretty beatable, and they were. They were beaten 1-0 by a Montreal squad that was ripe for the taking. So considering that uh, general crappiness of that lineup, it is only still 1-0 mm. loss going to the second mm. leg. Uh, is it an okay result, all things given, and one that sets them up decently well at BMO? Technically, yes. It is TFC, so it means they're going to fall apart. No, that considering the lineup that went out there that satisfied nobody except for some weird list in Vanny's head, and the opportunity that was the low-hanging fruit that are the impact. 1-0, pretty decent, actually, to do on an away leg. It's a cheeseberry. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Very fancy. Delicious. The low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. You're right. I, I think that they should you know, have something to build off of coming in, but the next question will be, after yesterday's performance, will yeah. they bother? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as I said, the actual result itself, a 1-0 down going into the home leg, that's not terrible. And given the, how the game went and how Montreal and Dominic Aduro in particular were just like all over them, it's like, oh, well, all right, we, we got lucky and we got away with that, but, you know, could have been a lot better. Yeah, I, th- I think that's my fear, too. It's not so much the, the result, but the performance that went in. And if, yeah. mm. if that performance is matched in desire and technicality you know then they're not gonna I, yeah I don't have much, don't confidence. much confidence in seeing anything that different yeah I mean the, the one thing you know you can look at it is that right, this kind of shows us what happens if Vanny plays his super conservative 4-4-2 without Jovinko and Altano up front mm-hmm. is like oh we had nothing and I think there's a good chance we'll see that again on Wednesday but it was such an odd combination of players mm. like, you, you didn't play your, your your stars okay but then you didn't play you're Canadians. You brought them. And some of the Canadians aren't bad play. Like, it was just... Mm. I don't... I didn't... I couldn't... I'm still trying to wrap my head around, and it's been almost a week no, since... No, I think... But I, you make a good point. I think if you're gonna piss it away, at least piss it away with the kids and get them some actual first-team, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just Don't do that kind of halfway yeah. yeah it was so odd i didn't i didn't get it at all so i mean i don't want them to piss it away but no. obviously they don't feel the same but, as most of us yeah they don't really have a lot of faith in this or desire for this desire yeah i would just i would just give everybody that's on the bench a run out and then fill in the gaps with the starters yeah. only if only to just get some real competitive game time in there's not many opportunities you're going to get to do it in the season and if you're really not giving it sanchez about it at least give sanchez about it in the sense of the team that you have and the development of their skill set. This this kind of just um, the, these will do. That's it's not mm-hmm. enough. 
All right, we'll, we'll put a few of the first team in there so it kind of looks like we're trying. Mm. It's just as if they're just giving that us that as like. a, a sop. It's like, oh, yeah, this will keep them happy enough if we throw a few of these people in. It's like, nah, come on. One way or the other, pick a plan, stick to it. So Sunday against Houston was a real soul sucker for you know most fans and should be for the players too. So any increased chance that that emotion, you know, the letdown of Sunday makes him put out a stronger side and with any confidence that he changes his philosophy in I this think one? he's no. gonna put out a weaker side because now mm. they've got to they've got to bounce back and focus on the game against the Rev and who mm. wants to risk any of their quality players on a tournament that like I said they don't care about. And if they'd won yesterday, probably would have been different. There might have been You think a, I think they would have been like, okay, happy shiny time, things have gone well, maybe we can you know, well Fans are going to come out. It's still a home game. Let's show them some Let's of the ride players. This wave of momentum. Exactly. And show them. See where it goes. Yeah. But uh, now he's to me. He's just so stubborn. And if you see the way he does thing in one match, you pretty much now know how he's going to do it in the next match. And so I don't really see, you know, him treating this match any differently. But and again, and we've spoken about this before. It's the feeling towards this tur- tournament that exudes from the top of this club to the bottom. They just don't give a about it. And in my feeling, until TFC wants to win everything, they won't win anything. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a really good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, it's it's, it's a mental thing. If you can't can't get everybody to go go for the throat every time you go out on the pitch, how are you going to do it? Okay, you can, don't worry about this, but we'll worry about that. Yeah. I mean, you look at it's a loser mentality. You look at other countries where, yeah, their tournaments might not be as strong as you know the biggest countries, but the big clubs in those countries, there's a reason you see their name on that trophy every single year because that's their philosophy. If there's a trophy to be had, we're going, we're going for it. Yeah, and that's not Toronto FC's policy or philosophy, and yeah, and until that is ingrained, I think, in the club, then how can you say you have the fight and the you know verve to go for a bigger trophy if you can't even get up for taking mm-hmm. one that is there for the taking yeah talk about having competitive players in the in the dressing room yeah how, how, you're asking mm-hmm. them to turn off the competitiveness yeah or, or to sh- you know you're, you're putting it the, whatever, yeah this yeah. doesn't matter this is a piece of silver that doesn't matter dial it back but then get get really but, up for this match in new england on but Sunday, the trillium Sunday. cup now no yeah that yeah, they yeah. should compete for. well but, yeah well <laughs> I'm sure the reason the story was floated in papers about uh, the CCL should be decided by, you know, regular season record. I don't think that didn't come from an idea from inside the office. They'd love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, because then they could maybe fall backwards into becoming Canadian champs by being, you know, the, the tallest midget one year. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, like, promotion there. There's guarantee there'll be a lot more hype and promotion. And yeah, you guys should care about this, about the Man City friendly than... Oh yeah! Any of these oh, games. absolutely. God, yeah. They're the back of the uh, new scoreboard facing the uh, gardener. Yesterday, as we left, was TFC versus Man City. Massive. Not a f- for goodness. And peep about the match two days later. Yeah. Mm. Not even. Not and nothing. I don't even think they said at the end of the I game. I don't even think no. they mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. See you Wednesday night no. for the you know against Montreal for the Voyagers no. Cup or the sponsor that I won't say because I think it's stupid. Um, you know. So do you think? Will ever have a manager who takes this seriously, or is it just because it's ingrained in the club that it doesn't matter to the club that it's doomed? Like Aaron Vinter, fair enough, was seemed to be the last guy who had any emotion 
about winning the trophy. Any chance <laughs> yeah. of of someone else, or is this just the way it is under the current ownership? I think there is a chance eventually. I think what is going to have to happen is, you know, they sort of make the playoffs and do reasonably well and have a few years of, all right, we're a competent MLS team again. Uh, again, wow, we're a competent MLS team now. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's try and win the Voyagers Cup again. Because I think, you know, back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, they probably thought, all right, yeah, we can handle this and win the Voyagers Cup. So, yeah, I'd like to win the Voyagers Cup because it's not going to interfere with... You know, the, the league and all that sort of thing. But then, yeah, I think every time, I mean, the more coaches get fired, the more just emphasis gets put on the playoffs. Then, you know, it's just job security. It's like, yeah, we do not need these extra games. Let's just focus on making the playoffs. So get that kind of thing out of the way. And then maybe at that point, they'll go back to focusing on trying to win the Voyagers Cup again. I think, actually, if we get a more mature coach, a coach that has actual experience and can, not necessarily a name, but someone who can say, look, this is doable. This is how you build competitive mm-hmm. teams. This is how you move forward. And we'll push back against upper management and say, no, no, this is an okay thing. We should do this. You put me in charge to coach this team. This is what's going to happen. And I don't feel we've had that. I think, you know, Winter, for all of his faults, had a vision. He couldn't execute his vision to save his life, but he had a vision for this club and for things that wanted to happen academy-wise, club competitions, cup competitions, that sort of thing. We've had really sort of inexperienced managers or managers who maybe didn't put enough value in this competition but i think if you have someone in charge who is truly a competitive soul and, and that's not to knock any of the past managers because they've all played knock, knock, them, knock all. them hard but Holy knock them knock them, knock them right up the knockers <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i do think i think a lot of it comes to having a coach who is willing to take the chance but who can back it up with their pedigree perhaps yeah, I hate to lean on you know European coaches, but you know they're used to playing it in, in mul- they're used to playing yeah. in a multiple yeah. competitions all the time. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it would also have to come with a club that has managed to build some depth, of because course. even in those countries, for the most part, unless you're you're a minnow playing the big club, the big clubs are putting out maybe not a B side, but you know they're balancing their squad, mm-hmm. and we can't balance a squad. God, we can't. We can't, we, we can't. Ba- we can't. A squad. Yeah, yeah. A couple of injuries, and our A squad is a disaster. So our A squad's a C squad. Yeah. <laughs> He's in love with the redhead gal. Snoop Dogg is his best pal, and the Peanuts are the name of his crew. When they're ready to dance, here's what they do. Huh. It's called Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Come on, you gotta do the Charlie Brown. I do the Charlie Brown. Good grief, y'all. Do the Charlie Brown. Fagundes, Fagundes it all to Fagundes. Tony, what's your map? The fixture that I love to hate is back. As TFC follow up their home debut bed sharding and inevitable <laughs> V-Cup sharts dans la bed with a trip to the Wahlberg-infested Sam Malone-loving Sam Adams-swilling town of Foxy Foxborough, Massachusetts. <laughs> what better way for TFC to break out of their wicked hard funk than playing on the green concrete pitch of Gillette Stadium against a team that is playing wicked awesome. <laughs> you can feel the affection. Yeah. I know. Mm. The love. It's just what it's it's that emanating. Mm. Mm. 
So, so how scary do you find this fixture on a scale of one to Fagundas? Fagundas being ten and ten being the scariest. <laughs> I'm going to go five or six. I mean, it's early season. It's road games. Decent opposition. I'm not expecting much of this game, so result-wise, it's man. Mm-hmm. He ain't afraid of no reps. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm at an eight. Yeah. <laughs> scary? Is it Absolutely, scary? it really is. But I've got it little depends confidence on how you're looking at it. I mean, this will go well. Scary as potential mm. ass poundingness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, big oh, time. Yeah. On the on the, okay. on the international ass pounding oh, scale, it's like, a, it's like a twelve. <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I fear being beaten. I fear poor play. I fear half of the revs lineup, and I fear that freaking concrete turf that someone's gonna get hurt. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think just looking at it just strictly this game, it's like, yeah, eight or nine, this isn't going to end well. Um, yeah, I think maybe looking at it as you were, Mark, I'm not looking at this and expecting anything, so... Eh, eh. So, I mean, in that case, it's not all that... Aside from the, uh, yes, the, there the is concrete a, pitch and everything. It's there's just, a multiple yeah. scale to be using. The, the Norwegian international ass-pounding scale, Thank of course. It's in the building, scale, it's in the building so. down the street from the Nobel Prize. The yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah, that's in the seven eights. Scared? Nah, my ceiling is so low for this match. It's like, oh, anything you do that's not three nil will shock me happily. Yeah, hey, we didn't lose that bad. Yeah. Hey, go team. So uh, we've mentioned Vanny and his tactics a few times during the show. Do you think those we'll see much different from Vanny? Any reason to think that you know he has a plan B or even an A two? No, I mean, I think mainly just because, you know, if we were to go back to kind of what was his plan A and be trying to be, you know, less passive, which is apparently the big problem uh, now, you know, we won a couple of games, but now we lost one, so we were too passive. So, and if you were to go back to what he was doing before, I feel like sort of Bunbury, Agudelo, New England, they're very much set up to be those people just killing us, like getting behind the fullbacks in the massive amount of space we leave. So don't go back to that. And I'm not entirely sure exactly what else Vanny has, really. So I think we'll probably see the same kind of thing again and we'll hope to squeeze out a nil-nil or a one-nil. I wonder if Jackson sits this game. He was more Jackson-esque yesterday. Like Infraction Jackson? A little more Infraction Jackson. And this is a game that has infractions written all over it as far as I'm concerned mm. just out of frustration and and Jackson there's also a health question on Jackson he hasn't well, been able to play 90 minutes exactly. yet exactly mm-hmm. so does I don't know do you put do you put Levitz out there um do you put Levitz out there although if Jackson doesn't Maybe. if Jackson well Levitz will probably play against Montreal it's true yeah he'll be exhausted there's no way <laughs> but I don't know that this is a, again I don't know if, is this a is this a game for Osario to why Try not? Why not? Him mm. to stay out on the wing. Can Jay Chapman? I mean, well, that's can he a good question too. Wing? Yeah, I feel like the 15 minutes or so he got in Montreal, he looked quite good. He was yeah. very he was lively was and involved watching. and trying yeah. things. So, you know, give him a run out. Give someone who mm. wants to. This is like the the sad bit of our depth, really. It's like, well, maybe Lovitz, maybe Osorio, Chapman. I. Yeah, there's not a lot of in options. A game, well, and, yeah. the, and then the other thing, and I, and I don't think any team should ever go into a game thinking, oh, man, we're fucked. But this is a game against a really good team right now. The Rev mm. are playing very well. They've got a really solid lineup. And why not try out some new players in not a new formation? Let's try some new some new legs, some hyper-competitive, you know, Dan Lovett's the warm-up puppy, you know. Mm-hmm. 
look at me, look at me. You know, let's 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 throw those guys out there. Maybe they need that. You still need Bradley and Sheru and Altador and Jovinko and all those guys as well, but one of them will not escape the turf. Well, that is my fear. <laughs> it really is. Eight legs go in, seven legs come out. <laughs> seven Achilles tendons make it out alive. Oh no, no more Achilles mm. injuries. It was, it was Gillette's study where Danny Kuhlman yeah. was. It was where it all went horribly wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm. We're most likely the worst team in the world. <laughs> Got any more pancakes? <laughs> this week's XTFC reunion of the week is Jeremy Hall. Who? Hey. You, you may remember Jeremy from such hits as Late Second Half Sub and Visiting Hospitals. Oh, I love that guy. But do we think he gets a run out to stick the inevitable dagger in TFC? Or is he the one X-Red that's so poor that he doesn't even get the run out? This New England is, is a good team. They don't need him. Yeah, no, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. He, so, would, he would be probably like first off the bench for Toronto. I, I doubt he'll even see the bench <laughs> for New England. Maybe, he'll, maybe someone will trip over him mm. on the oh. sidelines, tearing their ACL for the year. See, I think he'll be on the, on the pitch just like a little bit of, you know, hey, guys. Look at me playing for a real team. How's it going? Mm. Having a good time? I'm going to be over here. Real team. I do love Warming up. <laughs> I do love the idea that the ghosts of TSC past come to haunt us. And, Every and time. I, actually, I get disappointed when it doesn't happen. I really do. It's like, ah, oh, I want to see every ex-player screw us over. There's but, a lot of them. But, yeah. it, but interesting oh, point, sorry for the rev, is that other than Jeremy Hall, they're curiously bereft of ex-reds. Hmm, they're doing so well. They're such a tainted lot. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, look, look at the teams that are performing well in the league and how many XTFC players are on them. Many. If you have more than one... Seattle. Fry and Barrett. Ah. Uh, sorry. Um, what Duncan meant to say was Barrett and Fry. <laughs> good point. Good point. Thank you, Mark. Sounds nicer sorry. if they open a law firm to you. Burnt by a pie called Barrett and Fry. <laughs> We'll, we'll help you with your lawsuit. Robert Kraft, one of the relic owners of MLS 1.0 and arguably the least invested in his MLS franchise. Majority of the Reds' faith will have a hate-hate relationship with the Krafts, but of course, ye old New Englanders aren't afraid of a bit of a protest. Remember the terrorist action they took against a legally sitting government in the Boston Tea Party mm -hmm. off of the 1700s? <laughs> Let it go, man. Let it go. If Revs fans finally go all terrorist again, what food stuff will they throw overboard this time? Kristen? Kool-Aid. To color the waters, to mimic the tea-esque-ness of the Tea Party Revolution. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to drink the Kool-Aid? Not anymore. Mm. They hate the crafts. It's layered. Oh, yeah! Thank you. There's a, there's a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will go with Chips Ahoy. Just because it sounds right as you're throwing it. Chips Ahoy! <laughs> or Vegemite, also a craft product, because that stuff's just disgusting. Really? That should oh. always be pitched overboard. But you can't pour it over anything. <laughs> I'll show you. Truth. <laughs> it's a good point. It's <laughs> a very good point. Um, I, I had three different visions. No. Yeah, well, I, I. You were visited by three different craft no, products. I, no, Wikipedia three of them jumped out at me. Um, one of them was, one of them was Kool Aid. Um, but specifically, if it's raining, just the powder would be fine. I figured the stains on the pitch would take years to come out. Cherry, preferably. Um, 
Also, giant glass barrels of cheese whiz hitting the turf. Mm. If it's a hot day, it would take months to scrub it out. I'm sure it smells delightful. <laughs> fake cheese for a fake turf. Why not? Mm. And lastly, Capri Sun. Now, for those of you who are unaware of what Capri Sun is, it's like a fruit punch drink that comes in sealed bags or pouches. I figure if you tamper with the seams, uh, you could probably huck them and it's, well, like bags of urine. Mm. So, same explosive water balloon-esque type effect. That's a good, that's a good protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah very nice. Much like the cheeseberry, I thought the craft dinner was a low-hanging fruit on this one. Yeah. You unpatriotic I, 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 bastard. I ran away from it. So I uh, thought, of course, they had to go with a hearty New England clam chowder party. Mm, nice. Sadly, most of it would blend in with the field markings at Gillette Stadium. Mm. So Gray. The protest may be lost. Fill yeah. mm. it. Resurfacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or get stuck in muskets. Oh, oh yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost three muskets due to clam chowder. It's yeah. the worst. For uh, the video pod subscribers, <laughs> I uh, just did the uh, musket shooting out chowder. It was graphic. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know how we're getting it off the wall. And finally, we would be remiss if we didn't mention one member of the revolution who is a huge part of this show. Oh, thank God. I talk, of course, about Diego Fagundes. Whose name is now synonymous with us swearing. However, this is MLS, and in case Fagundes's career ends up somewhere else, we thought it would be a good time to ask the panel to come up with an alternative name on the revs as a backup curse word cover-up. So, panel, a name, and use it in a filthy censored sentence. London Woodbury. Oh my! Yes. <laughs> Duncan, honestly, sounds derogatory. <laughs> yes. Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> yes, I can. can. We have a Tony, thank you. Origin, origin <laughs> of the word. I don't know. Okay, can mm-hmm. we have a definition? Um, um, Maine. Yeah. I don't know where he's from. Jim <laughs> Ricky comes along and tries to tell me what I can and can't say. I'll tell him to suck my Woodbury. Nice. Mm. Well done. <laughs> well done. Full marks. Yeah. Thank you. I chose Teal Bunbury. Mm. Which is already a swear word for many. However, I'm I'm just going a little. I'm gonna try and switch this up a little bit. Can you use that in a sentence? I, I I plan to. Thank you. Oh my! I'd like to slap those bunburys. Oh my! My indeed. That, that went in a different direction. Not what I was expecting. No. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, I, I after looking at the roster, I mean, the best I could come up with was. Uh, uh, sure, you could suck my Diego Kobayashi, but honestly, I it just doesn't have the same same oomph as uh, Dearest Diego. So um, I took it to the all-time roster, and I couldn't help but think that this weekend, Toronto has the potential to take one giant Shalosky right in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> Zach Shalosky was a Ford who made 50 appearances for the team at uh, hmm. Revolution back in 2010, and he currently plays for the Carolina Railhawks. <laughs> Nice. Call. Shalosky. Shalosky. Yeah. Ugh. You're going to be scrubbing that up for days. Tony. I don't have one. Well, really? Yeah. Their reserve, the reserve goalie is called Spangenberg. Come on, man. I thought he was on loan. I might be. I he was. That's why I didn't take him. Yeah. Yeah. And my second was London Woodbury, so it's all right. It's okay. It's not all about me. Good point, Tony. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Shut up, I gotta outro the show. Ah, it's about time. <laughs> 
Well, how do you like them apples parked outside the Harvard Yard? Was it wicked awesome, Donnie? That's another tribute to the misunderstood patriot loyal to a sitting government, Benedict Arnold. Join us here next week as we look back at Voyager's Cup results, show Boston what they could have had if they kept those pleasant British in charge, and no doubt have something more with the word Argos in it. Until then, a goodbye from the panel. At Mark on the Twitters, it's Patriot Mark Hinckley. Hand over heart. At KZ Knowles. She was partisan, Kristen Knowles. Thank you, comrade. Ye old unrevolutionary himself. At Duncan D. Fletcher on Twitter, it's Duncan Fletcher. Hello. And for me, a talking crate of tea. At MalarkeyFC on Twitter, I'm Tony Walsh saying, get used to it, Toronto. hammer time yeah hey everybody it's bitchy steaks mm. now available at the club level <laughs> i feel that would be a great commercial hey everybody it's bitchy steaks <laughs> new from <laughs> bebo field oh, oh, ben last week or something oh yeah i so said we turned bitchy into steaks bitchy shawarma you can't tell the difference is this bitchy hello you'd swear it was off you'd swear it was chicken <laughs> I, I said he's the most endearing character since prehistoric Terry Dunfield. Ah, true, true. Prehistoric Terry Dunfield. Mm. That, that was when he was merely one tassel. Tassel made of reed. Yeah. <laughs> tassel made of enemy. <laughs> Scalp tassel? Like, well, prehistoric, I mean, what else would you show your... That's true. Your, 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 your dominance your, with... Yeah, your victories. Yeah. <laughs> vanquishing of thine enemies. <laughs> He has 12 tassels. Oh. Oh. He is not to be messed with. Yeah, three of them were teammates. Go figure. Mm. Bitchy blanks times. <laughs> this is going to sound awesome. Because my voice keeps breaking. Mm. <clears throat> Go on, Mark. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's puberty. <laughs> Puberty blanks, puberty blanks. Uh, uh. <laughs> I gotta get through the first ten minutes. There's a thing. What might they have been doing it? You may have been planning to take that to the bathroom, fill it with piss, and use it as a piss bag to throw it. Random uh, Hondurans. Houston's full of Hondurans. They would have loved it. Uh, that's good and racist at the same time. <laughs> He's got a point. That's all his brand of potato chip too. They would have made. They would have made, of, they would have made of Oscar Bonnier Garcia feel right at home. Wow, this was just a riot. <laughs> Good round, Now guys. that you're all done laughing, let's get to next Good week's Bitchy Blanks. Misery blanks, will, misery blanks. To lift mm-hmm. everyone's spirits, surely. Frustrated, incorporated. Fuck me out of my misery. That would have 
Yeah, never mind. Thank you. Thank you. One got it. Oh one. my gosh. I got one out of three. That's all I need. That's, That's usually fantastic. what I need for a consensus. I klaxon. What does that sound like, Dunk? Like exactly like that. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> how, how is one out of three a consensus? <laughs> it just means I'm not insane. No klaxon for you. No klaxon. Klaxon free moments. One out of three dentists say. Okay. Whatever. Your teeth. <laughs> Sugar away. <laughs> Go ahead, do that. That's just more money for me. I don't care. Yeah. Mark, these cookies are delicious. Who makes them? <laughs> Good and racist. Good and racist. <laughs> Baked with hate. Wait, bye, 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 reading from my notes. Mon cowboy. Bye bye, voyager's cup. Aww. Aww. Mm. <laughs>